Hey, this is Don Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you, so hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. It's that springtime again, and you know what that means. Well, for me, not much. But for most of us, it does actually mean spring cleaning. Listen to this quote. Never in history have human beings had so much stuff inside their houses. One estimate puts the number of items inside the average American home at 300,000 items. What? That statistic from Joshua Becker in his book, The Minimalist Home, A Room-by-Room Guide to Declutter and Refocus Life. So we're going to talk about clutter today, you guessed it. And what exactly is clutter? Well, obviously it's excess. It's to fill your room with scattered, disorganized things that begin to impede movement, or reduce your effectiveness. A room cluttered with toys, books, magazines, knickknacks, on and on it goes. Well, the truth is, is that we have become clutter blind. Are you clutter blind by any chance? I know for a season of my life, I absolutely was clutter blind. And I have to admit, I'll make the confession, I come from a long line of pack rats. And I would say almost bordering on hoarding. Not really, but so many knickknacks, so much memorabilia, so many things that have have, well, memories and they're reminiscent of days gone by and they're things that have beauty attached and emotions attached, but we don't often see the number of misplaced objects, knickknacks, stacks of paper, baskets filled with miscellaneous items that surround us in our homes and our workplaces and try as we may to declutter ourselves Clutter makes its way into every nook and cranny of our home. Now, Terry Lynn Mabbitt, she's a professional organizer in Denver. She says and really believes that there are four kinds of clutter that create havoc for people. The first one is just technical clutter. She calls it clutter that causes restrictions in spaces and overall lack of storage space when you don't know where to put things and everything doesn't have a place because you're just crammed, you're going to have what we call clutter. And then the second category of clutter, she calls life changes. Clutter that causes is, is caused by something that's different in your life. Maybe a new baby, maybe a death in the family, maybe you've moved or anything that has thrown your life out of balance. I was talking to a woman via text the other day, and she had admitted to me that she indeed was a clutter bug. She said, I used to not be, but I am now because, well, quite frankly, after the death of my parent, I just haven't been able to clean. So you see, she had a change in her life. And perhaps I mentioned to her even, do you think this might be some grief working its way out? And she said, I think so, because of her grief. And that's the next category that Terry Lynn Mabbitt offers us. She says, what about behavioral or psychological clutter? Clutter caused by depression, 
or grief, clutter, she says, caused by attention deficit disorder or low self-esteem or a lack of personal boundaries. I thought that was interesting. One time I heard a statistic for survivors of childhood trauma and they said that in your bedroom, it's not unusual for a trauma survivor to have a trail of clutter leading from their door to their bed. And when I heard that, I was curious. So I ran into my bedroom and lo and behold, what do you think I found? A trail of clutter from the door to my bed. In other words, nobody's getting in here without me hearing them coming in here first. That was a psychological behavior. It was an unconscious behavior. I know people who do indeed struggle with attention deficit. I have a hard time picking up or moving things or finding places for things or making decisions about what to do with things. And then the fourth area of clutter comes from time or life management. Clutter caused because you're basically just out of time. You need more time. You need better planning. How many times have you thrown something down and said, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to pick that up later. Or oops, look at, I didn't manage my time well. I don't have time to clean or do the dishes. I'll come back. Or I don't have time to go through that mail. Or I don't have time to go through that stack of magazines. I'm going to come back to it. So those are the four main categories of clutter. Let's just review them again. Technical, clutter that causes space restrictions. You just don't have enough space to put everything or you haven't designated a place for everything to go. Life changes like a new baby or a death in the family, a new job, moving to a new community. Behavioral psychological clutter caused by grief or depression or ADD or anything that's thrown your life out of balance or lifetime management, just not planning well and running out of time. It's important for us to pay attention to clutter because whether you know it or not, clutter indeed has an impact on your life. It has a negative impact on your health. Study after study show us that clutter creates overwhelm and it increases stress. And I, and I want you to know this, that clutter is active, whether you recognize it or not. Clutter is not just sitting there minding its own business. Clutter is active at all times, impacting your nervous system, coming in through your eye gate, going through your brain, you're processing not enough white space for your brain even to find some downtime or just to relax or to de-stress because you are constantly processing the amount of stimuli that you see. In fact, just planning to do a talk this month on clutter and this podcast for you all, I was overwhelmed at how many things actually need to be decluttered in our life. Think about it. We have digital clutter. We have emails, we have texts, we have messaging, we have tabs opened on our computers, our phones, we have to put so much of clutter in its place in the digital space. What about closet clutter? How many of us just have closets like the house might look, good, look clean, right? Come on, somebody. But when you get off the beaten path, if you open a closet or you go into it, sometimes people have what they call chuck rooms, where you just chuck everything. You're going to come back to it. Clutter everywhere. There's kitchen clutter. You open drawers and things are falling out and you're not finding the utensils that you want. You just have too much kitchen clutter. Knickknacks. 
They started out as collectibles and then people found out that you collect them and everybody that you know is sending you this little knickknack and now you don't know what to do with it because you have memories attached or there's sentimental value involved. And so you feel beholden to this collection and now what you used to collect or what you used to look for now collects you, saves you, looks for you, takes your time, your energy, your money. It's time to get rid of that knickknack collection. You've outgrown it. You don't need it anymore. I was thinking about, too, all the clutter that's in our garage rakes and shovels and garden things and boots and shoes and gloves and pesticides and anything extra that we don't need is in the garage. We have clutter everywhere. While accumulating a few extra possessions might not feel like a big deal at first. Like we said, eventually clutter can overwhelm and overtake your home. And we do know that there's kind of categories like there's collectibles, there's clutter, and then there's hoarding. And some people actually do move into hoarding. I was a little tongue in cheek earlier. I, we don't have that psychological disorder of hoarding in our family, but we do. And we even were trained I was trained as a little girl to have a keepsake box and it was fun and it was beautiful. But what I learned from that was to always have a sentimental value attached to every possession. And so it made it really hard for me growing up and even in my young adult life to throw anything away. I have so many items from family members and gifts and hand-me-downs and things that belong to my mom and my dad and my grandparents and my great-grandparents. And who's going to end even the generational clutter that we have? It's a lot. But like I said a moment ago, clutter does have a negative impact on your life. It can affect your mental health. It does indeed increase your stress levels. Clutter makes it difficult for you to focus whether you know it or not. I had a designer at my home one time. It was shortly after I'd gotten married and Paul and I had come bind our household. So we had a lot of stuff and the decorator designer came into the home and she was standing there and she was looking around at the walls and the things and because we wanted to change it up and make it ours. And she said, wow, okay, wow, um, yeah, wow. And finally she said, I can't think in here. I have to go outside. She could not focus because there was so much clutter in the house that it was short-circuiting her creativity. Clutter can take a toll on your relationships too, by the way. People getting frustrated and tempers kind of flaring up and coming from high stress levels because we can't find things and things are misplaced or not put away right and frustration in relationships and the way we communicate with each other. So it does. And that's a well-known study that research has proven to us and documented that clutter disrupts relationships. Clutter can even have an effect on how well you sleep. Did you know that? So you're sleeping and your mind is still processing all of the things around you, even while you sleep. It seems crazy, doesn't it? But what happens when you declutter your life? What happens when you take a moment and say, I don't want any more of this? Well, the opposite of everything that we just talked about. It is an effective way 
to reduce stress in your life. Do think about this. Do look around your house. Do say, do I have more stress than I want? Let me declutter a room. If you've done it, you know the feeling that I'm talking about when you walk into a freshly cleaned room and everything in you goes, ah. In fact, we know psychologically spas are created to do that very thing. They're minimalist. There's not a lot of stuff on the walls. The paint is a very soothing color. You might see a plant, but you're not going to see a lot of clutter in places that are designed intentionally to soothe you and de-stress you. What about a room in your house? You should have one of those. Eliminating excess stuff can benefit you in so many ways, your energy levels, your mental health, and like we said a moment ago, your relationships. In fact, let me give you five benefits that you're going to get from decluttering, and I'm going to give you a challenge, and I'm going to ask you to think about this, and then I'm going to ask you to take steps. So one benefit, it brings a peaceful mind. <sighs> Don't we need peace? in our world today and in our lives today, there's a lot of things coming at us at once and coming home to an oasis, a clean decluttered home is a beautiful sense of safety and peace and tranquility. So that's one benefit you will get in bringing clutter to a minimum or eliminating it all together in your home. Your home will be a place of refuge and tranquility and peace for you instead of a point of contention and frustration. Number two, the second benefit you're going to find in decluttering is that declutter and ordering your home saves you time. The average woman looks for things a total of 55 minutes a day. You can't find stuff. You're looking for things a total of 55 minutes a day because of clutter. Where did I put this? Doesn't have a place where it belongs. You put it, items and objects in different places all the time. That's also called clutter. It doesn't have a home. So everything in your home has to have its home. So every time you go for it, you know right where it is. This is where I keep it. This is where it belongs. It will save you time. And what else could you do with an extra hour every day or every morning? If you didn't have clutter, you wouldn't be late for work. And that's another benefit. It keeps you on time. That's extra bonus. The third one that I want to tell you about, when you have order in your home, you end chaos and you get rid of clutter, you save money. You actually save money because now you don't buy duplicates because you know where stuff is. You know if you're running out or you know if you still have it or you say, oh, I must have given that away. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. You go out and buy another one. And exactly 22 minutes after you buy a new one, you'll find the other one. So declutter so that you can save money. The fourth benefit, we've talked about it already, but it does end frustration, but it gives you more energy for your dreams and your goals. I need more energy for my dreams and goals. I don't want to spend and waste time looking for things that I don't know where I put or I can't find it. I want that energy for my goals and for my dreams. 
And finally, the fifth benefit that you're going to find is your self-esteem is going to skyrocket. Yes, it will. Your self-esteem will indeed skyrocket when you declutter. Because like I mentioned a moment ago, we used to call them self-esteem projects when we'd go in a room and clean it. You just want to sit in that room. You don't want to leave because it feels so good. Or like in the morning, the first thing you do is make your bed because the next time you come in that room, it feels beautiful and your self-esteem is boosted. You feel like you're accomplishing something and you feel really good about yourself and your achievements just by decluttering. Try it. It's true. So if you're ready and if you're prepared to say, I'm going to take this challenge, I have a free gift that I'm going to be offering you. You can find the link in the notes, but I am going to be offering you a guide to declutter. How do I do that? How do I declutter? I'm going to give you the 10 steps to decluttering your home this week or this month as my free gift to you. But here's my call to action for you. If you love this podcast, I want you to also check it out on YouTube, by the way, and you can see me live. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe so we can keep this good message going for all the brave-hearted women out there that need sometimes a little push in the touch. You can find me at Dawn Damon on my YouTube channel, The Bravehearted Woman. But I want you to take the challenge that you would say for the next 30 days, I'm going to eliminate one thing from my house every day for the next 30 days. I'm going to eliminate one thing. What would happen for you? What would happen for your house? What would happen for your bedroom? Well, I think you can do it. Let's see if you can pull off the 30-day challenge that you're going to declutter your home. I'd love to hear about it. Drop me a comment in the comment box or email me at dawndamon.com. I want to know how you're doing doing. In the meantime, I look forward to hearing from you. I have a free gift for you. Make sure that you check it out, click the link, and I will look forward to hearing about your good results. All right, my friend, that's what I have for you. I hope to leave you the way that I always leave you on every podcast and every episode, I should say, of my podcast and my YouTube. This is Don Damon, your Braveheart mentor, saying, find your brave and live your dreams. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.